Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Conversations podcast channel. Our conversation today will highlight the most recent Modern Retirement Monthly publication from the UBS Chief Investment Office, which focuses on strategies to improve one's after-tax wealth potential. Joining me for the conversation, I do have with me the two authors from that publication. So glad to welcome Justin Waring, Investment Strategist for the Americas, as well as Ainsley Carbone, Total Wealth Strategist for the Americas, both from the UBS Chief Investment Office. So, Justin Ainsley, it's great to have you back both with us here on Top of the Morning. I'm much looking forward to the conversation. Thank you. for having us. To start, Justin, as I alluded to, so the most recent Modern Retirement Monthly, it does outline opportunities to help one reduce tax drag on one's retirement assets. So as a good starting point, Justin, can you tell us a bit about the difference between traditional and Roth retirement accounts and how each type of account can help families to fund their retirement spending? Absolutely, Dan, and and thanks again for having us this morning. Um, So a traditional uh, IRA or 401k account or 403b account. These are different types of retirement accounts. A traditional uh, account allows you to defer the taxes on your earned income into the future, uh, in, into your retirement years, at which point you'll be taxed on your contributions and any growth that happens between the contribution and when you make the distribution. A Roth retirement account is taxed as ordinary income, as your earned income, in the year that you make the contribution, but it grows tax-free from there. Um, so not not only can you withdraw the, contribu- the contribution dollars in retirement tax-free, but you also uh, get tax-free growth on uh, all of all of the the earnings between now and retirement. And so when it comes to finding the right balance between traditional and and Roth accounts, the question is: Will I be in a higher tax rate? in retirement or a lower tax rate in retirement. If you're going to be in a lower tax rate in retirement, you may want to do a traditional uh, contribution, and then you'll uh, basically defer taxes into a lower tax rate in the future. So with that, Ainsley, I do want to welcome you into the conversation. Can you speak to some ways one's retirement assets can help reduce the tax drag? So kind of building off what Justin was just speaking to, there are pretty much two ways that our retirement assets can help reduce tax drag. The first one would be to defer taxes, which is what happens with a traditional IRA, 401k, or 403b. So when you make a deductible or pre-tax contribution to your retirement account, those dollars are not included in your taxable income for that year. So this means not only do you not have to pay income taxes on those dollars that year, but it also reduces your taxable income and may potentially help keep you in a lower tax bracket that year. So the money that otherwise would have gone to the IRS is actually in your account invested with a potential for growth. The second way would be to reduce your tax rate. So it's important to note that all else being equal, deferring taxes on its own does not improve after-tax wealth potential. Deductible contributions are only going to help you to save on taxes over the long run if your tax rate today is higher than it will be in the future when you make a distribution, which is, again, building off what Justin was speaking to earlier. So while your future tax rate isn't entirely within your control, that doesn't mean that we have zero influence on it. And the reason for that is because our federal income taxes are calculated using a progressive marginal income tax system. 
So what this means is essentially as our income grows, each additional dollar that falls into that next highest tax bracket is taxed at a higher rate. So really what this means is when it comes to managing contributions to and distributions from your retirement account, the, the strategy is essentially that you want to spread your taxable income over as many tax years as possible in hopes of keeping more of those dollars in lower tax brackets and therefore keeping those lower do- those dollars taxed at a lower rate. So because of this marginal income tax system, there are several breakpoints that we have available. And what we can do is we can use these breakpoints to our advantage by essentially timing deductible contributions to stay out of higher tax brackets and timing taxable distributions to fill up lower tax brackets in years when you have lower taxable income. So I will just say, while that concept at a high level is fairly straightforward, it's not as straightforward when it comes to knowing when or how to implement it. So we always suggest working with your financial advisor and your tax advisor just to make sure that you're taking that right approach when you're looking to reduce that tax drag. Well, that's very important guidance, Ainsley, and some interesting considerations there. In terms of spend management, Justin, I recall on prior segments, we've spoken about the concept of the spending waterfall. So perhaps Perhaps we can refresh our listeners, our clients a bit on that. The approach really does help with spend management in retirement. So can you take a few moments, Justin, to remind us of how that works and how one could implement the approach? So I think when we think about the spending waterfall, like which sequence of withdrawals you should take from different portfolio types, the first thing to mention is that it's good to have a variety of different account types in retirement. It gives you flexibility to manage your taxes from year to year. And, and as Ainsley mentioned, to, to make, you know, to put as much of your taxable income into lower tax brackets as possible. Um, and so when we, when we think about which types of taxes do we want to avoid or defer as long as possible, um, ironically, one of the things that we want to defer as long as possible is capital gains taxes. Although capital gains taxes are um, a lower rate than other types of taxes, if you defer them until you pass away, until you give give assets as inheritance, those taxes can ultimately be avoided. And any dollars that you aren't paying to the IRS today are continuing to grow in your account. And so at you know, what we want to do is be able to defer paying those taxes as long as possible. And so when it comes to funding your spending, the first thing we want to take from uh to fund your spending is um, any required minimum distributions you need to make from uh, your your retirement accounts, the government requires you um, to start taking distributions and getting taxed on your tax-deferred accounts in retirement. Uh, so you're already going to be forced to be taxed on that. You may as well use it for spending. And then as well, any in- yield and income you have in taxable accounts outside of your retirement accounts, again, that's income that you're being taxed on already. You may as well use that for taxable income. Uh, and for spending. And then um, what we do recommend also is in years where you're in a lower income tax bracket, you should think about taking additional distributions from your IRA and for, or 401k, or just taking more distributions from your traditional accounts than your Roth accounts. Um, you want to take more income from your Roth accounts because it doesn't add to your taxable income in years where you have higher income and you want to take more from traditional retirement accounts in years where you have uh, lower income, again, to sort of fill up the lower tax brackets and make sure that you get your retirement assets out at the lowest tax bracket possible. And then, like I mentioned at the beginning, the, la- the, the last thing you want to do 
is actually liquidate um, uh, assets with a with an unrealized capital gain in retirement. As an alternative to that last uh, resort, you may want to tap into some borrowing strategies during retirement. This can help you to fund your cash flow needs while also continuing to, to defer realizing capital gains taxes. And that might seem a little bit crazy in an environment where we've had interest rates rise so much, but uh, since the market is down so markedly, um, there's still a good chance that you would be able to outperform the borrowing cost of your portfolio um, with you know, the return on your, your investments staying in the market, as well as avoiding capital gains taxes at this point. Uh, those those factors together can easily outperform um, the borrowing costs today. Well, a lot of practical recommendations there, Justin. Sounds like it goes a long way to help one manage spending trends during retirement. So thank you for walking our listeners, our clients through that. Uh, before we close out, of course, there's a lot here to consider and do encourage our clients in particular to get a hold of the publication, read further into it, and have that follow-up conversation or series of conversations with their UBS financial advisor. But Ainsley, Justin, any final thoughts or takeaways or anything you would like to reinforce to our audience today? The conversation today, we've been focusing primarily on retirement assets. So those are either tax-deferred assets in a traditional IRA, traditional 401k or 403b, or uh, tax-free assets in a Roth IRA or Roth 401k. But there's also another side that you want to take into consideration and that's the, the tax drag that may exist on your taxable portfolio. So we didn't touch on it too much in, in the report that we're speaking to today, but I did just want to highlight there is another report from our team that we've published recently on that's titled Managing or excuse me, Constructing and Managing Taxable Portfolios that highlights a lot of the concepts that we talked about today as it relates to taxable portfolios. So I'd say make sure you're considering not just one type of tax treatment, but all different types of tax treatments when it comes to uh, your strategy when it, when you're saving for retirement and also distributing your assets in retirement. And I would just add as the last point that the Congress recently passed the Secure 2.0 Act, which made a number of changes to required minimum distributions, uh, qualified charitable distributions, which is another strategy we discuss in the paper. And so even if you're pretty sure that you've already got all of this handled, you may want to talk to your financial advisor and your tax advisor to see if any of these changes affect you and uh, recalibrate your strategy going forward. Well, Justin Ainsley, thank you both again for dropping by on top of the morning, spending some time with our listeners and clients. As mentioned, a lot of great guidance here that will go a long way in informing our clients to have follow-up conversations with their financial advisor on these retirement topics. So thank you both again for dropping by. I appreciate it as always. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Again, today we have been joined by Justin Waring, investment strategist for the Americas, as well as Ainsley Carbone, total wealth strategist for the Americas, both from the UBS Chief Investment Office. We've been talking about the most recent modern retirement monthly publication. That title, again, is Three Strategies to Improve Your After-Tax Wealth Potential. The publication can now be located up on UBS.com slash CIO, though, of course, for clients of UBS, we do encourage you to reach out to your UBS financial advisor to get a hold of a copy directly. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. 
Neither UBS Financial Services, Inc. nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer. 